when I was like three years old, I would drive my babysitters insane by uh, just watching Wilco VHS tapes on repeat, literally hundreds of times in a day. And they would like force me to go outside to the park to get away from the, from the Wilco songs. Welcome to the Myth of Fingerprints, the podcast that explores music and the human stories behind the artists. I'm Jonah Luke, your host, and each week I bring you interviews and a song from each of our guests. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and a review. And to check out all of the episodes of this podcast, head on over to jonahluke.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and let's go. Hello, beautiful people. Jonah Luke here talking to you from Portland, Oregon, as always. And today I have Tweety on the podcast. Half of Tweety, that is. Tweety is a band from Chicago that is made up of Jeff Tweety and his son, Spencer Tweety. You may know Jeff Tweety from the band Wilco. I'm talking with Spencer Tweety today. He's in Chicago about how Tweety started and his upbringing around the Wilco family and what he's going to do in the future and what Tweety has got in store for us in the future. We're also going to listen to his song at the end of this episode. Um, So definitely stick around. This is a great one. As always, thank you so much for listening and I hope you can check out jonahluke.com slash podcast to get all the links and show notes from this episode and more. Here's our interview. I'm Jonah Gal Neufeld here in sunny Portland, Oregon. I'm sitting in my bedroom recording this podcast with Spencer Tweedy. How's it going, Spencer? It's going great. Thank you. First, tell us about where you are and where you're recording this and what you're up to today. I am also in my bedroom. Uh, nice. The standard podcasting location. Yes. Uh, what am I doing today? I woke up early. I drove my little brother to high school. I went back to bed. And uh, for the rest of the day, I think I'm just going to be hanging out at home and enjoying some time off from the road, Um, maybe recording a little bit. Cool. First, I would just say that we just met up recently when um, you were on the road and you came to Portland uh, with Tweety. So it was nice to see you there. And just tell us a little bit about what Tweety's been doing recently. Uh, So in uh, last September, we put out our first record called Suki Ray. Um, which was the product of a couple years of uh, recording, my dad and I together. And um, actually, before the release of the album, uh, back in June last year, we played our first live show, uh, a first string of dates, which started in Detroit. Um, And since then, we've done a number of runs, and we've just been on and off the road playing um, shows whenever we can, basically in between Wilco tours and sessions, because they're also working on stuff right now. Yeah, and... uh, Right now we're in a on a little bit of a of a hiatus. Um, we've got some festival dates for the summertime, but other than that, I've got to fulfill some obligations, namely going to college. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so for the past year or so, we've been touring and cool. it's been really fun. So I guess usually I ask bands how do they start, and that question for you is maybe a little different because you and Jeff have played music together for a long time, obviously. Um, and I know Jeff has had different side projects when he's not doing Wilco. But how did this current um, iteration come about? 
Um, it all sort of came out of the Mavis Staples album, One True Vine. That was the second record that my dad produced for her. And originally, I think it was actually Mavis's idea that um, that album be more of a duet album between uh, the two of them, between my dad and Mavis. So they went in, they, my dad started work on that record um, thinking that it might just be basically him playing acoustic guitar and, and singing with Mavis. But um, as he started to compile songs in the early stages, he immediately thought that some of them might sound really good with some drums on them. And it uh, was coincidentally during my spring break, I was in my, my junior year of high school, I think. So it was during my spring break, I was around and my dad asked if just, um, you know, a little bit on a whim if I could try playing along to some of the tracks that he had started making. And I, so I came to the loft, the Wilco studio one day, did that, and we just sort of didn't stop. Uh, we made the whole, the, the, the rest of the Mavis album like that. Um, I play on just about all the songs. And when that project was finished, uh, we had basically been having such a good time. My dad knew he wanted to start working on other stuff, basically keep the momentum going, that um, we just tracked a whole bunch of other stuff that wasn't for Mavis. And that's what ended up becoming Suki Ray. Nice. So let's go back into your history a little bit. I know you have a short history compared to some people. You're not very old. But just tell me about how you started playing music. You grew up in a very musical family. What made you go to drums first, and um, what made you want to be a musician? I know some people who have very musical families, they uh, they kind of rebel by wanting to not become a musician, like they want to become an investment banker or something. So what made you like kind of want to become a musician? Well, I never. it was never really a conscious decision for me because um, my mom owned a rock club called Lounge Jacks when I was um, growing up from when I was born until I was four years old. And I, and, uh, basically what happened is I spent just about every single day of my life there, um, until it closed in 2000 when I was four. And when I was there, uh, as early as like two years old, but I think my mom says even, even younger than that, uh, people would just sort of plop me down behind the drum set that my mom kept in her office in the basement there Mm -hmm. and, uh, just let me bang on the drums and of course I was surrounded by tons of music at Lounge Jacks. I saw bands that now are some of my favorites like Guided by Voices and uh and Pavement and and the White Stripes and it was just it was an, a legendary rock venue but um but I think that uh it just from such an early age I just sort of started doing that and you know I I knew I became aware early on that my that my dad was a musician, and so when I was like three years old, I would drive my babysitters insane by uh, just watching Wilco VHS tapes on repeat, <laughs> literally hundreds of times in a day, and they would like force me to go outside to the park <laughs> to get away from the from the Wilco songs. Um, so it's a weird thing because I'm I'm definitely aware of you know the concept of rebellion and. And um, and I understand the motivation for that because it, as a per- as a young person growing up, you definitely want to create space for yourself and and um, I don't know and develop a, an identity apart from your parents. And I think that that's important. But for me, uh, it's always been a strange thing because 
um, I've grown up with complete utter support from my parents and love and, and, uh, and, you know, being encouraged to express myself and, and to enjoy music. So basically I just love them too much because, <laughs> or it, w- it wouldn't <laughs> be smart because I don't know, I, I look at music as something that transcends generations for us. And, um, I don't have a historically normal American family. I understand that for my parents' generation who also have, you know, pretty good relationships with their parents. But for, you know, for a long time, it was the American nuclear family and parents were all reactionary and they were all right and they were all conservative. But I live in Chicago and my parents are owned a rock club and are in a rock band. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a different situation for me. And I'm so, so thankful for that because yeah. I'd much rather live in this, you know, with a lot, a whole lot of love in my life than than like bitterness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any, this might be a funny question, but do you have any bad childhood memories associated with music? I, let's see. Well, you know, my dad, even though he was always, my my brother and I will always remind him that like we don't feel slighted and we don't look at him. We don't think he's a bad dad and we're, you know, super thankful for everything. Even, no matter how many times we tell him that he's still, uh, can't shake a feeling of guilt that he wasn't there home enough uh-huh. for us as we you know when we were little. And I think one of the things he's m- most scarred by, maybe more scarred than I am by it, but who knows that maybe I'll, I'll find out otherwise uh, mm-hmm. on the therapist couch. Uh, <laughs> you know, that I mean, my dad being on the road had to miss a lot of stuff when we were little. So there was, right. there was one, I played in the Chicago Park District Baseball League. So I don't know. Nice. If you know, like the end of the year, Phillins Stadium, Phillins Park game that uh-huh. every team gets to do. Well, it's like uh-huh. the one big game of the year. And even though I was literally probably one of the worst players on the team, <laughs> uh, I would always take it so unbelievably seriously. And it ended, it would end in tears no matter what as I lost or and, and struck out. But uh, but I was definitely sad on a number of those when my dad couldn't make it or birthdays or something. But so that's maybe the closest they could get to bad. Uh, a recent bad memory, if you want one, we could talk a lot of, I guess, <laughs> is there are just some, every once in a while on the road, there's just just some people who are not healthy fans. There's really not too many for mm. Wilco. I mean, I'm, they've got a good you know level of success, but I'm sure it's worse for others. But yeah, I, I mean, it's actually literally, I don't even want to share the details but there was one lady in austin who was just like drunk and violent and it was Uh, awful so yeah that that's there's a good bad memory for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how about somebody in your life who's had a really big influence on you it was maybe not your dad um can you tell us maybe about that person and and a, a life lesson or some lessons that you learned from them um, I think, uh, one non-parental figure that is really important in my life, uh, was my junior high school teacher, Brian Heidel. I went to a Montessori elementary school and I, he just, that was a pretty difficult time. You know, it's like pre-teen years and I just like felt a little chubby and, uh, and I was like losing my best friend. So, uh, 
he was just an awesome teacher. He was really, really, really great. Um, always encouraged me to write and, uh, and saw that I, you know, took school seriously and was interested in being fulfilled by my work and really, really enabled me to like to grow in school, which is, is like an insane anomaly. Like most of the time it's just, you know, tedium. But yeah, he he was a big figure in my life and um, teachers, like aside from music teachers and my parents, I I mean, well, obviously my teachers, they're just really important to me. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to send this podcast to him. Yeah. So what are your interests in, and what do you do when you're not doing music? When I'm not doing music, um, I'm a massive nerd. And I like to I like tech stuff. So I for a while I was teaching myself have how to code, how to develop for iPhone. And I sort of stopped doing that. Um, I used to develop websites, and I I made a couple of Tumblr themes that are for sale. Uh, oh, cool. And did some yeah, and did some work for clients. But probably my biggest stuff outside of music is just yeah, just dorky little app things, and which I've been I've been doing. I got my first laptop when I was six years old. So I've been I'm been a nerd for a real long time. Not as long as I've been playing drums, uh, but still a pretty pretty long time. Yeah. So who are you listening to right now? You know, if you looked in the most recent tracks played on your iPhone or Spotify playlist, or I'm listening to um, Noi. There's just so many bands that I've heard, and I, I if I think of them, I know what they sound like because my dad has played some of them for me before. I've heard them on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, probably haven't heard Noi on the radio. But but lately, I've just been going back and just getting deeper listening. So I've been listening to uh, Noi, which are a mind-blowing example of Krautrock. I love them. Um, I've been listening to PIL, Public Image Limited, and um, Gang of Four, mostly. I guess it's kind of an 80s kick. And then also um, Vashti Bunyan's Just Another Diamond Day that I think it's from the 60s. It, that, um, I've, I don't think I've really ever cried at a, at a recording, but her voice and that album mm-hmm. is just like the most perfect thing and it almost made me cry in the car the other day it's just so beautiful nice so what's next for you i know you mentioned uh, you're gonna do college um but what's next for tweety as well i don't really know um and uh, the short term we've got you know we're playing a couple of festivals this summer and um we might get to throw in some some like press things in in there some performances uh, and other than that, I think that my dad, and, my dad's, and my plan is basically to record whenever we can. Um, mm-hmm. We've actually got a lot of stuff that didn't, believe it or not. I mean, Suki Ray was a pretty long record, but there was a lot of stuff left over, and so there's a good, there's a good amount of things in the vault. Some of which is still being worked on, like right now. So I don't know. I don't know if when or if we'll have a, another official release anytime soon. But um, I think we might, and uh, and I hope we do. Cool. Well, after we leave this interview here, we're going to play a song from Tweety's most recent record. Do you want to intro the song? Tell us something about the song, what it's about. 
Uh, I was going to play everyone uh, the song World Away. Um, don't really know what it's about, but I do know <laughs> that uh, I got to play a drum solo in it, which I'm pretty proud of. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, Spencer, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of The Myth of Fingerprints. As always, I'm Jonah Luke. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. To continue the conversation, to learn more about the artists that you just heard, 
And to suggest an artist for the podcast, head on over to jonahluke.com slash podcast. If you're on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and review as that helps immensely. You can also join the conversation on Twitter. I'm at Jonah Luke, and I would love to hear from you. See you next time. This has been a Freedom Podcasting production. For more information, go to freedompodcasting.com.